DBHDD is reminding Georgians to ask their doctor about alternatives to opioid pain medication. Alternatives such as over-the-counter medications and physical therapy can be used to manage pain. More information at opioidresponse.info. This is Georgia Today, a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. I'm Steve Fennessy. It's Friday, September 18th, 2020. I was so humbled to, to get this job in the first place, to be the first African-American elected DA. And let me tell you, um, I came with pride, and I'm leaving with pride. The defeat of Fulton County District Attorney Paul Howard last month in a runoff against Fonnie Willis, a former prosecutor he had once hired, was both a shock and an inevitability. A shock because Howard had been a Fulton County institution, elected time and again since his first win in 1996. But it was also in some ways inevitable, as Howard's oversight of the prosecutor's office began to seem more and more out of touch with calls to reform criminal justice in Atlanta and in America. Today, Christian Boone, a reporter with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, joins me to discuss Howard's long tenure and what his defeat might mean for criminal justice reform movement in Fulton County. Christian, you ready? I'm ready. So Christian, take us back to 1997, which is the first year that Paul Howard became district attorney in Fulton County. Well, yeah, that was, um, well, first of all, he takes over for an institution, Lewis Slayton, who had been there 36 years, I believe. So when Paul Howard became district attorney in Fulton County in 1997, he was the first black DA to be elected in the entire state of Georgia, right? Correct. And so what was the scene in Fulton County leading up to that? Well, and he, he inherited a, uh, you know, something of a mess. And he kind of, you know, spearheaded a, a modernization of the office, changed a lot of things. But yeah, he came in also with a really high crime rate. Uh, we had deaths, deaths of young people. Uh, we had, uh, I believe, in 1996, about 186 people who were killed. Here's Paul Howard talking with Atlanta Voice. So it, it was a it was a terrible time because people were concerned that they might be swept up in the violence. That was sort of his mandate was, you know, Atlanta was, people think that Atlanta's dangerous now. It's nothing compared to, to what it was back then. I mean, we were routinely having over 200 homicides a year. And wasn't there a brief time where we had the uh, inauspicious distinction of being the murder capital of the country? Yep. I think that I think they held that title for a few years. So, I mean, it was it was a different Atlanta and a different Fulton County at that point. So he was campaigning, you know, not a not unusual for a D.A. candidate, but he was campaigning as a law and order candidate. Correct. He uh, seized upon. I mean, what was you know, it, it was an obvious uh, platform to run on because Atlanta did have a major crime problem. Right now, we are learning some of Atlanta's most violent neighborhoods are seeing a major drop in crime. A new As time went by over his tenure, crime rates came down, but they also came, you know, they were mirroring national trends. To what degree was Paul Howard sort of a driving force um, in retrospect of, of, of 
bringing those crime rates down? Well, I mean, you know, a district attorney can only do so much. I mean, I think it's overstated that he brought the crime down. I mean, that would go to policing and right. and changes in you know, societal changes, economic changes. Um, he sure prosecuted prosecuted a lot of cases, um, and that's one of the criticisms of him. I think that is held over the years. But um, you know, he also, if you're in office and the crime goes down, you can you're going to trumpet that. And he did, and uh, you know, he had a record to run on. Let's talk a little bit about. Uh, a significant event in Paul Howard's first term, and that is when Atlanta hosted the Super Bowl in January 2000. Um, this is, you know, months before Paul Howard was running for re-election. There was an incident uh, on the night of the Super Bowl in Buckhead. What was that? It was a fight involving uh, NFL former NFL player Ray Lewis, played for the Ravens. Um, two people were killed in stabbing deaths. Good evening, everybody. I'm Stan Stovall. And I'm Mary Beth Marsden. It was a tale of two crime scenes today. The prosecution told the jury it will be able to follow a blood trail from Ray Lewis's seat in a limousine to his hotel room, while his lawyers say everything the Ravens linebacker did was aimed at stopping the fight that led to the murders. Lewis was among those charged in the murder by, by Paul Howard, and it was obviously a huge case. D.A. Paul Howard told the jury Lewis, that Lewis was a willing participant in the brawl which led to the stabbings of Jason Baker and Richard Lawler. And that he drew his hand, his fist back, and aimed the blow toward him. And he'll tell you that that blow was a blow that was one that was down in the bottom part of his chest area. But Howard wasn't able to put a knife in Lewis's no. hand that night. You know, usually DAs do not actually prosecute. Um, they bring charges, but he did it and, it, and it just went awful. I mean, he just looked unprepared, overmatched. Uh, witnesses were, cha- you know, witnesses weren't cooperating. It, it was just, a, it was a debacle. Ray Lewis ended up pleading guilty just to an obstruction of justice charge. You know, the case just, just fell apart. One of the top prosecutors in the state is looking back at his own cases to make sure that he got it right. So last August 2019, Paul Howard announces the formation of a new unit within his office called the Conviction Integrity Unit. What what exactly is the Conviction Integrity Unit? It is a uh, panel, basically, an eight-member panel consisting of three Fulton prosecutors, a defense attorney, uh, lawyers from the Georgia Innocence Project and the NAACP, um, and I think some other uh, uh, representative from the faith community, and uh, and they are looking at cases to see whether Fulton County got them right or wrong. We look at convictions that took place in our office to see whether or not they were just. Here's Paul Howard uh, in an interview with Atlanta Voice speaking about the Conviction Integrity Unit. Uh, we've got a five-person citizen committee they review these cases. Uh, we had 131 people that applied uh, for a petition to ask us to look at their cases. And if I see a case that it looks like it was not justified, then we're going to do whatever we can to exonerate it. He is, you know, an old school DA. I mean, he 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 runs that office. There's no detail that's, you know, a lot of people have accused him of micromanaging over the years. Um, there's been a, a ton of turnover there 
and that that became a big issue in this campaign. Um, I think a lot of the ADAs just didn't feel like they had any kind of they weren't respected for their experience and their opinions, so that caused a lot of friction. There's prosecutors in Cobb, Gwinnett, Cab, Wharton, you name it, that once worked for Fulton. You know, there had been no really tainted scandal to Paul Howard. I mean, there was a lot of people didn't like the way he ran his office, didn't like the way he, you know, did his job. But Christian, that changed last year. A Fulton County administrator is accusing District Attorney Paul Howard of sexual harassment. Former Human Resources Director Tisa Grimes says she was the victim of workplace sexual harassment. She says Howard inappropriately touched her and made obscene comments over the span of a couple months. She also claims she was demoted after making his actions public. Now, in response, Paul Howard's attorney says the allegations are meritless. There was another former employee who came forward with a uh, gender discrimination suit. So that all hit like within a matter of two or three months, the end of last year and the beginning of this year. Then you had scandals about money and getting money from Fulton County and putting into his own, you know, accounts. And this, this is money that was supposed to go to a nonprofit. Well, let's 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 unpack that one a little bit because yeah. I think uh, people need to understand what's going on. So so he uh, Paul Howard, um, his, his sort of full time day job is district attorney of Fulton County. But he was also involved in some other other pursuits from a nonprofit perspective. What what were they? Yeah, he was a CEO of the nonprofit People Partnering for Progress. So Paul Howard is CEO of People Partnering for Progress. And right, which, what what is the the mission, the role of of that nonprofit? Ostensibly, it's to reduce youth violence. Okay, and how does it do that? Well, that's <laughs> is that one of the questions? Yeah, that is one of the questions. What 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 did it do? Okay, so um, he's he's drawing or or was drawing um, a salary as CEO of that nonprofit. Yeah, well, he was paying himself. Yeah, through okay. money that was given by the city that was supposed to go to the nonprofit. Okay, no, so the yeah. city the city agrees to help fund this nonprofit, of which Paul Howard is CEO. Uh, the city agreed to uh, sign over $250,000 in grant money um, in two checks that were signed over to the DA's office in 2014 and 2016. Um, and uh, it's alleged that 195000 of the $250,000 in grant money went into Paul Howard's bank account. When he was asked by the Atlanta Voice about the ethics violations against them, Paul Howard said nothing improper was done. That's why I'm so confident that after any investigation, wherever they do the conduct the investigation, it will clearly exonerate me. He reached a deal with the State Ethics Commission um, just days before the runoff, where he agreed to pay $6,500 for 14 ethics violations, uh, stemming from his failure to disclose his role as CEO of, of the nonprofit in which he netted $195,000 in city grant money. So that that closed the state ethics investigation, right? right. That was that but, settled that. But there are other, but but that's not the end of the matter, right? What else is going on with that? The GBI is investigating that as well. Um, you know, Howard again dismisses as administrative, and he claimed that those uh, that the decision delivered a death blow to those who who tried to equate it to criminal behavior. GBI will be ultimate arbiters of that. Okay, so we have that 
scandal, which I think is a fair word, that emerges this this past spring. We also have uh, reporting um, by you about allegations from within his office, um, allegations about sexual harassment, sexual impropriety. Mm-hmm. And separately and together, what was sort of the, the end result of those revelations in terms of, of, of how it impacted his reelection chances? I think it put a huge dent in him. District Attorney Paul Howard's time is up. Too many problems. Fonnie Willis will protect us. 24-year prosecutor, lawyer, and judge. I'm Fonnie Willis. I will serve with integrity, treat people fairly, and keep our community safe. I mean, I think uh, Fonnie Willis is going to run against him no matter what. Um, And she certainly sensed some vulnerability there. But this made it a whole new race. Well, let's talk about Fonnie Willis. She worked as a prosecutor under Paul Howard when? She uh, joined in 2003 and quickly moved up the ranks to become basically his number two. Um, she was she prosecuted some of the biggest cases there and none bigger than the Atlanta Public Schools cheating scandal. Good evening. There's no harder lesson than the one taught today to aid Atlanta educators by an angry judge after they were convicted on charges typically reserved for mobsters. So she was the lead prosecutor on the Atlanta Public Schools cheating scandal trial. If she was. And, and so for how long did she work for Paul Howard altogether? Uh, 13 years. He hired her. He made her, you know, promoted her. He felt, you know, I, I made her. And now she's, she's running against me as, as somebody who's, you know, not trustworthy, uh, just, a, just a bad guy. So who is Fonnie Willis, the former prosecutor who spent more than a decade working for Paul Howard and who is now poised to take his job? That's ahead. This is Georgia Today. This is Georgia Today. We're talking with Christian Boone, a reporter with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, about the recent defeat of longtime Fulton County DA Paul Howard. I mean, there's been longstanding tensions between him and the in the police department. I think a lot of it's because of the repeat offenders, as they feel like you know we're we're arresting people 20 times, and they just keep ending out back on the streets. So it's a lot of frustrations. And why is that? I thought I thought Paul Howard was a law and order candidate. Why aren't those Why aren't those who are being arrested over and over um, ending up in jail? That's a good question. <laughs> I think that's because. There was some excessive charging done, and uh, and there's a whole variety of reasons you can't just pin it on Paul Howard. But the repeat offender, you know, there, there's just always been a feeling I think by the police that Paul Howard didn't respect them, didn't um, you know value what they did, and uh, even on things about you know testifying, they would sit there and wait all day before they would testify in court, and in some particular cases too that had happened in recent years. In, t- in terms of where Fonnie Willis stands on this contentious issue, uh, what has she said? She makes a big point on, uh, you know, creating pre-indictment diversion programs. That's a, a big part of her campaign. Basically, they seek to divert, you know, offenders into supervision programs uh, administered by the DA's office. I have this passion for youth programs and this passion for this pre-indictment diversion program because I know our kids, they just got a raw deal. Here's Fonnie Willis speaking with Atlanta Voice. 
Right now, we do not have a diversion program before indictment. So we charge everybody. We put that scarlet letter on everybody. This will be done. There will be no indictment drawn. You'll be required to go do community service, maybe get your GED. It'll be customized because the whole idea is that we don't treat people like widgets. Common criticism of Paul Howard is that, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of talk about repeat offenders. And a lot of that was because, you know, according to critics, that, that the charges were too excessive. Now, did she run on like a lot of these uh, progressive reform? No. Um, she made a point in an interview with me to say, look, I'm not, I'm not going to be, I'm not for the funding of the police. She won the endorsement of the Atlanta Police Union, which, which would indicate that she, well, at least the police union, sees her as an advocate for what they do and who they are. I think more they see her as not Paul Howard. I think Paul Howard, this what happened this summer with the prosecutions, I think turned the police. A felony murder charge and 10 other charges for former Atlanta police officer Garrett Rolfe, who shot and killed 27-year-old Rayshard Brooks. We've concluded at the time Mr. Brooks was shot that he did not pose an immediate threat of death. Fulton County District Attorney Paul Howard also charged the other officer at the scene, Devin Brosnan, with aggravated assault and two other charges for violating police rules. Paul Howard moved extremely fast. Yes, and that was not not his MO before that. I mean, there are cases that go back four years that have not been decided. So what was the difference here that made Paul Howard move faster than he has in previous cases? Paul Howard faced a lot of criticism for bringing the charges against the officers so quickly in the Rayshard Brooks case. And a lot of people accused him of playing politics with it. He denied that in an interview with Atlanta Voice. So we had eight videotapes. We had three eyewitnesses, eight associated witnesses. It gave the unit in my office, and, and a lot of people don't realize, we've got a unit that is particularly focused upon these kinds of cases with lawyers, with investigators, and with administrators. And it gave us an opportunity to make a charging decision. We did that, and it had nothing to do with politics. What it did have something to do with is the evidence that was available to us in the case. When Paul Howard was announcing the charges against the two officers involved in the Rayshard Brooks killing, he said that grand juries should be bypassed altogether in police shooting cases. That was a remarkable statement uh, from someone who is entrusted with upholding the rule of law. What What's your take on that? That was a pretty remarkable announcement. And, you know, there was, there was some contradictions that just, you know, in one case from a few weeks earlier, and this was involving um, some two college students who were, you know, violently arrested, pulled out, tased, were doing really nothing. He, you know, at, at that point, the taser is a deadly weapon. Right. And then when uh, Rayshard Brooks has the taser, it's not. Right. And, and you know, people trying to have it both like, ways. Yeah. Yeah. I, there was, you know, just, and it just sort of spoke to the, I think how the case was, ru the cases were rushed. They just didn't have, right. you know, it, it, as clear as the evidence may have been, you know, you still got to, cross all the T's and, and dot all the I's. And it just, it just felt so, I, I think, I think it, it had an impact way beyond what I would have thought. I would have thought it was going to help him. And it, it turned out, I think it, I think it made the a blowout what it was. This is maybe an impossible question to answer, but if this had not been an election year, would we have 
uh, heard about those charges against these officers as quickly as we did? I don't think that we would have, would have seen it as quickly as we did. Now, we may have seen it quicker. We may have seen it by now because I think there would have been immense pressure. Um, I think protests would still be going on if they had not, you know, there not been charges. Um, so I think we definitely would have seen something within four years, <laughs> sooner than four years, more like four weeks at the most. Um, but yeah, without the election, you know. Well, it was a heated battle for Fulton County District Attorney between six-term incumbent Paul Howard and his former assistant, DA Fonnie Willis. But the results after last night's runoff election are now crystal clear. Willis garnering more than 70% of the vote will become the next district attorney of Fulton County. In the June primary- How can we expect a Fonnie Willis DA's office to be different than a Paul Howard DA's office? Well, she's saying we're gonna have accountability, we're gonna have transparency which is what they all say. Funny Willis told 11 Alive that she plans to run the office much differently than her predecessor, Paul Howard. We're going in a new direction. I mean, I want everyone to be very clear. I offer the citizens of this community a change. And a change is what I plan to bring. And I'm going to bring that by having the best and the brightest minds from around this country. Former DAs, I've had lawyers at top firms say that under me, they would come and work because they know that they will be doing work of integrity and not just trying to rack up convictions. Fonnie Willis has a lot of decisions to make as the incoming uh, DA. One is involving the, the prosecution of the two officers involved in the Rayshard Brooks killing. Has she made any announcements about what her plans are there? She wants to conduct her own investigation uh, with her team. And, you know, I know she thinks because of what, what happened, um, Paul Howard's conduct, she feels like this, this may never even see the court in Fulton County because it'll, if it does, charges continue to be moved out, you know, somewhere else. Quite frankly, I do not know if we are legally going to be able to keep the Brooks case in Fulton County due to the fact that the district attorney chose to have this uh, show, this Ringling Brothers show that he called a press conference where he went through facts and alleged evidence in the case. And then you combine that with running television ads and commercials on the radio. It, some may say that that particular defendant, that particular charged person, cannot get a fair trial in that ju this jurisdiction. I think her ambition is, is to be DA. I don't see her as someone who's probably going to seek other offices. I think she is a born prosecutor, and I think we'll know pretty soon what she's made of because she's going to have to make some extremely tough decisions in the early days of her tenure. Our thanks to Atlanta Journal-Constitution reporter Christian Boone. As Fannie Willis prepares to be Fulton County's next DA, She's assembled a transition team that includes former Atlanta Mayor Shirley Franklin, former NBA star Shaquille O'Neal, and the rapper and activist Killer Mike. As for what's next for Paul Howard, after he leaves the DA's office next January, he had this to say the night he lost re-election. It is um, really um, tough when you are a man and you have to tell your kids to watch out for the police and, um, and to be careful. I don't think that's the way we ought to live in this country. And so I'm going to be working to change that in, if, in some effort. And I don't know exactly what that'll be, uh, but I want it to change. I'm Steve Fennessy. This is Georgia Today, a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. You can subscribe to our show at gpb.org slash Georgia Today or anywhere you get podcasts. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. 
Our producers are Sean Powers and Priya Mahadevan. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.